recently enough in the railroad station at Geneva, Switzerland. A young man bids goodbye to his family, a happy family, and to his fiancée as he leaves for the University of Ingolstadt. Make us proud of you, Victor. If you're to be a doctor, then be the best. I'll try, Father. Farewell. Remember, our love goes with you. Goodbye, Mother. And you, William, my dear brother. As for you, Elizabeth, my dearest... I know. Words can't express our feelings for each other. I'll be looking forward to your vacations. And someday... Yes, someday we'll be man and wife. Hurry, hurry, my son. The train is leaving. Goodbye. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Goodbye Victor. Boy. Goodbye, my dear. On the train, the young Frankenstein met up with his boyhood friend, Henry Clerval, who was on his way to another university beyond Ingolstadt. I wish our destinations were the same, Victor. I do too, Henry. But then I've never excelled at mathematics as you have. <laughs> and I've had no feeling for medicine. But let's never lose contact with each other. Never. I promise. As their friendship was bonded, neither young man had the slightest suspicion of the terrible events destined for them. One day in the laboratory at the University of Ingolstadt, the seed of dreadful inspiration was innocently planted in Frankenstein's mind by Professor Waldman. Now I will put exactly three drops of the catalyst into the acid. One. Two. Ready, Frankenstein? Yes, Professor. And the final drop. Three. Observe the reaction of the acid to the My dear Frankenstein, you are seeing one of the basic elements of life itself. It's astounding. It's promising at any rate. Perhaps next year, perhaps a hundred years from now, man will have discovered some other elements which create life. Then, then he will be able to manufacture creatures in his own image, which will do whatever he demands of them. That night, Victor Frankenstein made the first entry into what was to become the account of a man by his own creation. As Professor Waldman spoke, I felt as if my soul were grappling with a palpable enemy. Now, my mind is filled with one thought, one conception, one purpose. So much has been done, but more, far more, will I achieve. I shall go beyond these experiments. I will explore unknown powers and unfold the deepest mysteries of creation. The 
Thus, Frankenstein decided his own horrible destiny. But as the months passed, his studies brought him closer to his ghastly discovery. One of the phenomena which peculiarly attracts me is the structure of the human frame, and indeed anything imbued with life itself. But to examine the causes of life, I must first have recourse to death. We must observe the natural decay and corruption of the human body. いりません。全然いりません。ぜひお会いしなければなりません。あの人に話さなければなりません。早く家へ帰ってこなければなりません。本当だということを認めなければなりません。行きたくありません。アイスクリームが欲しいです。アイスクリームが食べたいです。この映画は見たいですか？アイスクリームが食べたいです。アイスクリームが食べたいです。この映画は見たいですか？ アイスクリームが食べたいです。この映画は見たいですか？第33課。ちょっとお尋ねいたしますが。この町の名前は何と言いますか東京までどのくらいありますかここから東京まで何キロありますかここから10キロですここから20キロですここから東京までどう行きますか この道を追い出なさいこの番地へどう行くのか教えてくださいここへどう行くのか教えてくださいこの通りの名前は何と言いますか銀座通りはどこですかここから遠いですかここから近いですか
flap like plastic. Uni Radio. Out of them.
Fernandez de Moratin, 1737-1780, was a poet and dramatist. The epigram given here is a humorous commentary on the difficulty of learning a foreign language. Epigram. A Portuguese was astonished to see that in their tender childhood all the young children of France could speak French. It's black magic, he said, twisting his mustache. For in order to speak French, a gentleman in Portugal reaches old age and speaks it badly. And here, a child speaks it fluently. Epigrama. Admirose un portugués de ver que en su tierna infancia, todos los niños de Francia supiesen hablar francés. Arte diabólica es, dijo torciendo el mostacho, pues para hablar en gabacho, un hidalgo en Portugal llega a viejo y lo habla mal, y aquí lo parla un muchacho. 
Tomás de Iriarte, 1750 to 1791, wrote 76 fábulas literarias, literary fables, which contain advice for and criticism of his fellow authors. The Ass and the Flute is one of his most popular poems. The Ass and the Flute. This little fable heard, it good or ill may be, but it has just occurred thus accidentally. Passing my abode, some fields adjoining me, a big ass on his road came accidentally and laid upon the spot a flute he chanced to see. A shepherd had forgot there accidentally. The animal, in front to scan it nigh came he, and snuffing loud as wont blew accidentally. The air it chanced around the pipe went passing free, and thus the flute a sound gave accidentally. Oh then, exclaimed the ass, I know to play it fine. And who forbade shall class this music asinine? Without the rules of art, even asses, we agree, may once succeed in part, thus, accidentally.
quiera ir. Mm. 
says uh, he's been in the forest and everything, and she knows that. And uh, <laughs> suddenly through a heavy door, oh, it's about that thick, give or take a couple inches, and it swings open. And in comes the Black Knight, who is a bad cat. He's all, you know, iron, bent plumes and everything. He says, you're Robin of Sherwood. And everybody, you know, boo. No, they don't dig him. And uh, I see I've been waiting for you. He whips out this little sword, which isn't too good. You know, he made it himself. And, but it's got bony little jelly beans in it for jewels, you know. And they go at it and out on the terrace and jumping over things, you know, and statues and everything. He misses him a couple of times. But finally, he gets the Black Knight in a vulnerable spot. <laughs> we don't have to telegraph where it would be, but, oh yeah, sort of a can opener effect. And, and He falls into this dry moat, which is just full of dead catfish and everything, you know, slimy turtles and everything, you know, frogs and that jazz. And so Robin says, good luck to you, that'll teach you, daddy. <laughs> See, it's sort of a hip version of Robin. And uh, so by this time, her dad comes in, who looks like H.B. Warner after a tornado, you know, a bright wig and a little tiny crown, which is fake. And he's got these flowing robes, the ermine tails, live ermines, too. Keeps him moving, you know. <laughs> and, uh, oh, my son, thank you. He mumbles his part. He's only getting 87.50 for the whole thing. And uh, Robin kisses his hand, because that's what they did in those days, you know, both hands sometimes. <laughs> and um, she says, oh, I'm so thankful they kiss again. And, uh, it's a bad scene. And um, then Robin steps back, you know, because he recognizes authority when he sees it. Pulls out the sword again. Your liege, the rightful heir to the throne.
carriage across the fog to step to lamplight cellar Baby, 
Well, look at that crawdad strutting around. Well, he's the mayor of crawdad town, honey. Mmm, baby mine. Well, you get a line, I'll get a pole, honey.
partout en Amérique Il y aura toujours des amoureux Mais un moulin aussi pratique Il n'y en a sûrement pas deux Il mouille, il mouille les chansonnettes Et tourne de jolis refrains Notre moulin de la galette Chaque matin C'est un vieux moulin Qui tourne à mon C'est un moulin vieux Comme un bricabrat C'est un vieux moulin un vieux diable à quatre Qui berce la ville de son guet Tic-tac Le dieu Cupidon souffle sur ses ailes Et chaque printemps quelques hirondelles Volent tout autour dans un bruit d'amour C'est un vieux moulin qui tourne sans fin Montmartre, on est loin d'être bête, on se méfie de manquer de pain Et le moulin de la galette est tout prêt à moudre son grain Mais c'est l'esprit seul qui pétit et tourne la roue du moulin Qui reçoit les bonnes et les filles chaque matin C'est un vieux moulin qui tourne à Montmartre C'est un moulin vieux comme un bric à bras C'est un vieux moulin, un vieux diable à quatre qui berce la ville de son guet Le dieu Cupidon souffle sur ses ailes Et chaque printemps quelques hirondelles Volent tout autour dans un bruit d'amour C'est un vieux moulin qui tourne sans fin
Just so we don't have dead air here at Mutiny Radio. Uh, just so you guys know, you're at the end of Common Thread Collective. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure you aren't because they weren't here today. But coming up next is Happy Hour here sure. at Mutiny Radio. Pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the internet ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. Asiento, take a seat at Asiento on 21st and Bryant. Meet friends for a drink, have delicious tapas and a relaxed community atmosphere. Asiento honestly is a wonderful place. They have incredible bartenders and board games all over the walls. Trivia on Mondays, Taco Tuesdays, Check. First Wednesday, Live Check. Jazz. That's my Live voice. DJs Thursday. It's two of my voices Parties. at once. The food is. So Darn much of good. my voice. All right, I think this is finally working. Special happy hour. We like it. We love it. With your Mutiny Radio oh my comedy God. festival. It's beautiful. March 1st through 5th. Oh, we're almost on. Not quite. Cool, Check cool, out cool. the schedule at com. Come take a seat. I had a date there and it did not go well. But it wasn't the fault of the place. They're very nice. Asiento. For a burger, Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.com. 
www.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting. Hey, guys. How's everyone doing? Is everyone feeling just so alive, so fucking like they didn't kill themselves on New Year's Eve by jumping off a balcony? Me too, baby. That's how I also feel. Hey, buddy. I just want you to know you're lighting it up right now. You're lighting up the room, your warmth, your presence, the charisma. It's undeniable right now. Thank you. Thank you for being here. You're like a light. You're like, don't hide your light under a bushel. We're all together. Um, first off, I'd like to just start with an acknowledgement. First of all, donate. Donate, donate, donate. Um, I know people keep being like, what happened to your fucking hands? What happened to your fingers? I don't know if you've heard, uh, there's, the U.S. military is currently putting up concertina wire around the El Rio. It's not that effective. That's what happened to my fingers. You can climb over that shit. It's fine. It's a fact. Uh, in the East Bay, a 23-year-old woman's body was found in a landfill. Ground score. That's right. I know. Oh, you okay with that? Yeah, I'm chilling. Oh, great, fantastic. That's how I do. Okay, great. I just thought you were Don't worry, baby. Material. Do it on the show. No, fuck it. All right. It's not all about me. Okay. Thank you for heckling. Heckling with your presence. Um, yeah, no matter what happens tonight, it's not going to be funnier than Kevin Spacey's Christmas card. It's just a fact. I was at the city clinic the other day. I love the SF City Clinic. However, they do have discriminatory practices. Um, they only carry regular size and not large condoms, and it discriminates against my people. It's just a fact. I listened to Louis C.K.'s set. It was funny. Funnier than most of you are going to be tonight. That's just a fact. Cool. I've heard, yes, very exciting. I've heard that, um, I've heard that ODB used to take a limo into the hood to pick up his welfare check, which sounds pretty cool, you know, and he would get out of the, of the limo and hand out $100 bills to the kids that were hanging out on the sidewalk, you know? But you have to remember they're mostly his kids, so it's like, it's not that, it's not that impressive. You know what I used to love as a kid? Getting my dick sucked. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Nickelodeon is responsible for my bukkake fetish. Can't do that on television. I want to get a little terrier and keep it indoors and name it 9-11. 9-11 was an inside dog. That's a fact. Oh man, so much, so much has happened. So much is going on. On New Year's Eve, I was at Meredith Slaughter's birthday slash New Year's slash. I was drunk. I don't remember what happened, but um, it was great. She had a goalie, like she had a butler who acted as like a bathroom goalie, just deciding who could go in and out of the bathroom, and. Uh, 
I felt inspired, so I looked around and I looked for the three edgiest comics I could find, and I brought them out on the beautiful balcony and asked them if I should jump off. <laughs> and they universally told me I should not. They said it was too soon. It's true. Uh, I grew up middle class, but I worked my way down to poverty. Poverty's like quicksand. Drags you down, it's hard to build a foundation. The main difference is you can't suck and fuck your way out of quicksand. What's the sexiest place you ever farted? So I'm older than Jimi Hendrix, and I still can't play guitar. Eric Clapton can shred on guitar, but he can't latch a frickin' window. It's nice to be here. Uh, a few more PSAs. Remember, it's not doggy style until you bite her neck. Dehydrated people rarely shit themselves. If you are being sexually harassed, bring mace because Puff Daddy will not help you. Let's see. It's not quite time to start the show. You got to deal with my bullshit some more. Um, I'm really inspired by the fact that England is sticking to the monarchy, even though they haven't had a king in like 80 years. That's beautiful. I think that's wonderful. I was in here like last week for the open mic, and it smelled like entirely like sausage farts wall to wall. And I tried to open the door to air it out, and they like complained. They were like, "No, don't open the door. Like we want to inhale each other's buttholes. It's beautiful to do that." I don't know if you know. A few years ago, in San Francisco, there was a drought. You hear about the drought? There's a drought, and uh, so. Just to be responsible, people started conserving water. They started showering less. They started watering their sidewalks less or whatever. And uh, it was so effective, it was so impactful that the, uh, the water table, the reservoir actually overflowed into the sewage. So there's trace amounts of fecal matter. listening to Mutiny Radio. Coming up next is Women's Magazine with Global Val, so please stay tuned.
everyone. Welcome to Women's Magazine here at MutinyRadio.fm. Fucking San Francisco. Merry fucking Christmas. This is Free Speech Radio. I don't swear that often, even though I could. But you know what? Hey, you know what? It's the holidays, so tis the season. I'm going to play you some music today. I'm going to be playing them pretty much uh, all day here on Women's Magazine and also on Common Thread Collective. This is off of a really cool album, a holiday album from a local brass trio called Lip Service. I'm headed up by trumpeteer Aaron Priscorn and friends uh, Audra Loveland on French horn, which is a very tricky instrument to play. It's one of those loopy ones. And Matthew de Pasqual. So uh, here we go. The Lip Service Brass Trio Halliday album. Um, Carol of the Bells, of course. Bell Carol. I'll be right back. This is Global Val, by the way. Merry fucking Christmas. Thank you. 
You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. I'm David Stolowitz. Welcome to Getting Sketchy, weekly workshop time for free here in the Deep Mission District, where nobody will find you. <laughs> I'm here in the studio performance space with Faco, legendary South Bay comedian, storyteller, improver, musician. He does it all, folks. We're, we're going to be here for the next two hours, working on lots of different stuff, being all productive and shit. Please join us, and uh, I'll get some music going for you. Stay tuned.
sleep. Can you hear me? Hello, hello. Uh-oh. Mic problems, that's not cool. Well, I better figure that out. Check one, two, one, two. Mic check one, two, one, two. Mic check one, two, one, two. Mic check one, 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 two, 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 three, yeah, four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine.
Mic check. One, two, one, two. Mic check. Okay. I thought she cared. Mic check. One, two, three, four, five. What did five, she do six, or say that gave you that impression? Eleven. The way she talked to me. Whoa! Smile. Hello, 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 hello. There we go. Mutiny Radio, Mutiny Radio. Hello again? All right, yeah, that's better. I guess it got unplugged or something. Anyway. You missed my whole beautiful self-serving story! But that's a good topic for today. Let's talk storytelling. Paco, you want to join me? All right. Not yet. Here. Uh, what am I? Hello. Hello. Yeah, that's it. Okay. I'm here. Good deal. Yeah, man. Let's talk about it. Dude. All right. Let me turn that down just a bit. I mean, you could talk about this is comedy in a way right now. It is. The it mic, is. Is the mic working? Right? Yeah. So in comedy, you know, you can find it in every situation. Um, storytelling is a little bit different, though. Nicole Tran, um, she hit me up the other day. We met at Morgan Hill Library. We're going over it. And uh, with storytelling shows, the aim is not necessarily to be funny. That could be helpful, but only if it focuses on your story and your theme. If it distracts from it, even if you get laughs, the storytellers in charge will say, hey, hey, this isn't for comedy. Knock it off. Which is what happened to me the other night at Sweet Bar Bakery in Oakland. Um, so I was supposed to judge for uh, Story Slam Oakland, Julie Soler's show, uh, which is once a month. And um, I was totally pumped. I was looking forward to it. She had said, be there at 7. And that was like when my car started dying. So I had to arrange to pick up my dad's car to replace it. And uh, he wasn't going to be home until a certain time. And then on top of it, there was all this traffic on the freeway. By the time I got the car in Santa Clara and headed up to Oakland, there were two accidents on the 880. Right. So I missed half the show and I lost the judge seat. She sent somebody else up. Luckily, though, I did get called into the open mic. So she drew my name from the hat. I was like the fourth open micer. And I went up to do a five-minute set. And, uh, you know, the theme was Love Bites. So I had plenty of material. But during my set, I got into really dark places just getting things off my chest, which felt good. It's different. Like at the end of a story set, you don't necessarily feel the elated high of comedy, but it's more just like a quiet relief. Like, I've been heard. Thank God. And you, you do feel better, though. It calms your, your nerves. It gets rid of stress. But I had been going into a comedy set in the middle because I was covering all this heavy stuff. And I guess I just started feeling like, oh, I'm getting too dark. I need to lighten it with some comedy. But even though it was kind of gay related, it wasn't really about me and Og and the subject material. So I got called out for that. Now, Faco, you know about The Moth, right? I've heard about the storytelling, yes, the series. The Moth is the biggest and probably the most popular storytelling podcast in the nation. Um, it's based out of San Francisco, but they have a satellite in Oakland, Berkeley, too. Um, 
The guy that runs it is Corey Rosen. Nice Jewish name. Uh, <laughs> I might be distantly related to him even. I have a Rosen in my background. Yeah. At first I thought he was my fourth cousin, but that was a different Corey Rosen who was gay in the closet and decided the way to deal with this was to join the Israeli armed forces. <laughs> Good luck as a Corey. Get out of this situation. Yeah. Nobody will think I'm gay now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit the showers, guys. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. So, so yeah, um, when you do storytelling, comedy is incidental, not critical. So that's the first lesson, especially for comedians. If you get invited to a storytelling show or you have the opportunity, you can do a funny story, but you do not have to. The, the point is to be interesting. So you may be... You may make people laugh. You may make people cry. Yeah, I mean, you could go totally sad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. uh, and that's valid. That's still valid. You know what I'm saying? One of my criticisms I got first few years of comedy was that I wasn't doing comedy. I was doing storytelling. So in the beginning, I was mixing them up. And people rightfully criticized me. That like Kyle used to tell me, this is great still. Let's have some punchlines. <laughs> 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 so... Um, it was good to finally start to find some venues because Art Boutique was really where I began doing storytelling. I could just feel it. I think I came there with maybe you and Zugnoni one night and um, I just loved the place on principle because I'm into graphic novels anyway. I loved the feel of it. And then I just started going into stories. I, I started getting things off my chest. I've been doing that at Woodham's, but it was distracting. And that's mm. how I got that reputation of being not that funny, even if I was interesting. So the two different aims, two different arts, don't try to force them together. That, oh. That's the first one. Do you get, do you, and do you feel like you like storytelling better or comedy stand up? Better. Not better, but it's different. I like storytelling because it's a relief for me. And I feel like there's things that I need to say. And I don't always feel like wrapping them in jokes in order to get them across. Um, I've been told before, like in Santa Cruz, that you're funny when you want to be. And when I don't want to be funny, a storytelling set is great. Because I don't have to be. Right. Yeah. You don't have to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to be. And then uh, there's a lot of pressure off of you. You know, that's a, that, that's a lot of pressure off. It is. Where you have to be funny and you have to come up with a joke and you have to uh, yeah. make sure everyone understands the premise or, you know, everything is translated before that could hit, you know? Exactly. So the storytelling, I like storytelling. It's fun. I did your storytelling show in uh, Morgan Hill. That's right. Yeah. And we had a good time there. Um, I did a Burning Tale before. It's not around no more. It was hosted by Mighty Mike McGee. Yeah, I did that one too. Yeah, the yeah. Poet Laureate of Santa Clara County. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, it's cool. And sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I go to an open mic and I'm just going to do a story. Even if there's no funny things. You know, sometimes I just want to talk about something. Yeah. It reminded me of something, you know. I don't do it generally at showcases, but open mics, oh, hell yeah. Especially at a mixed mic. Yeah, mixed mic especially. It's my time now, you know? Yeah. I want to talk whatever I want. If I want to talk about a rat orgy for five minutes, then let's go. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It don't matter. So, anyways. Um, but it's nice. It's nice. And... Um, uh, are you thinking you're throwing up another story show coming up or what? Yeah, I'm going to produce more. I got one here at Mutiny Radio that's coming up next month. It's Saturday, March 17th 
uh, 8 to 10 p.m. It's part of our Friends of Mutiny series where we fundraise to keep the station afloat. And so Pam does not have to dip into her savings. Oh. <laughs> That's good. You help out. You it is. Yeah. We bring in some good money and people there. You can listen to the Friends of Mutiny as a podcast on Apple um, it's available now. And uh, lots of different shows that different people have produced are on there. We've got music, comedy, storytelling, um, women's issues, and uh, speakers. Just great material. Yeah, man. Yeah. So um, I'm looking forward to that show. Check one, two, three, four couple years she she's really encouraged me and she's helped me out and uh, one time i even won like a 50 dollars gift certificate for a flotation in oakland somebody's on the phone i wonder if it's gail and if she's feeling sweet we shall see stay tuned Because you never stay on topic, dear, and make it all about you. You understand? Put her on. Yeah, that's the thing. You never even bother to learn anything about us on our end. It's all about you and getting things off your chest. So it is a little frustrating sometimes. Thank you. Um, we're discussing storytelling today. Yeah, as an art form, and it's, yeah, the show's around the Bay Area. Do you have anything playing? Yeah, the music's playing. That was sweet, Gail. Um, sometimes I'm in the mood to chat. Sometimes I'm not. But yeah, courtesy of manners. I'm working on that. I'm not very good at them. I used to be when I was young. I was such a nice little Jewish kid. And then the Wolfman bit me. <laughs> hey. 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 The Wolfman got stolen. It's Wolf. It's Wolfowitz, dude. Dude, they're remaking American Werewolf in London. Are you serious? Yeah, with the the director producer's uh, son um the guy that did all the special effects so um so it, I, th- I think it's gonna be called the mexican-american werewolf in london they already yeah. made one of those it was like a, a weird sequel it was the chupacabra on the loose oh, in texas really? yeah <laughs> i never actually saw it i wanted to see now i want to watch it <laughs> well, i remember the only chupacabras i remember was on x-files they had an x-files episode of chupacabras do you remember that at all because I was never really an X-Files fan. Oh. I, I never really watched it. Come on, man. Yeah. You needed to know, man. Come on. Truth's out there. It's or out in there. here. In here. Oh. <laughs> we're here at the workshop. Yeah, we're getting sketchy here at Mutiny Radio. I'm Stolowitz. That's Faco. And uh, we're talking about storytelling today. And uh, what makes it different from stand-up comedy and tips and tricks if you're going to be on a storytelling show. Uh, I myself am getting ready for The Moth. It's going to be hosted by Omar Qureshi this month in San Francisco on the 27th, I believe. So it is an open mic format from what I understand. I don't know if there's a cover charge, but I'm ready to pay it. (laughs) And uh, I'm trying to get my stuff together so I'll have a solid story set when I go up. Now, I've listened to The Moth on on podcasts that's how a lot of people know them they pick like the best of their material for that and the moth was 
instrumental in the whole storytelling scene. A lot of people have copied its format. So usually there is a theme for the evening at storytelling shows. This uh, can be suggested 